0: The views expressed on the following program are those of the host and not necessarily those of staff, management, or ownership.
1: Phoenix, this is Brother Mike. Welcome back to the radio program, HardcoreChristianity.com. God bless you today. Thank you for tuning in. Today's Bible study, Ungratefulness, the Cancer of Christians. Hey, will you call somebody and tell them radio programs on? This is Brother Mike. I'll make a couple of announcements. You make the call. Hey, thank you for your help. Uh, This is Brother Mike. I'm the professional counselor at the Arizona Deliverance Center in Central Phoenix, the heart of Maricopa County. We're on 15th Avenue, just south of Osborne Road. We left the House of Healing a couple of months ago. Our new building is up and running thanks to you, and thank you for all your donations over the years. You donated an incredible amount of money to us on PayPal. We bought the building for cash. We thank you for that. We have had a wonderful increase in healings and deliverances. And thank you for sowing into incredibly good ground. All of our radio programs are always on soundcloud.com slash hardcore-christianity. Don't forget our sponsor, West USA Realty. Why not use a Christian broker? Sounds good. Thursday night, Friday night, 7 p.m. Those are our healing, deliverance, and teaching services. My service for my radio listeners is every Friday night at 7 o'clock. I will see you later this week. Ungratefulness. Wow. Over the years, I've had uh, an opportunity to counsel so many backsliders. You can't even imagine it. Mentally ill Christians, emotionally ill Christians, people in the ministry from every sector have come to me for counseling from tv preachers down to janitors doesn't matter who it is they've been in my office and of course all the counseling is 100% confidential but when you when you work with people who are backsliders and you work with people who are weak useless carnal christians there's always a theme kind of running through it and you know what it is? Yeah, of course, it's ungratefulness. It's ungratefulness. In the Bible, there is an incredulous story, an incredible story in Luke chapter 7. I mean, this thing is utterly amazing. It's the amazing story of the woman with the alabaster box. Here you have one of the bravest people in the history of the Bible. As brave as Rahab in the Old Testament. Here's a woman who is a bankrupt, busted up, broken down whore. Jesus is visiting a Pharisee named Simon. She comes down to his house which was unheard of. There's no way in the world that woman would have ever been allowed anywhere even near that place. Of course, except at night. And she goes down there because she can't take it anymore. She's suicidal. She hates herself. Her life is collapsing. She can't take it anymore. She's going to kill herself because she's wasted her life as a whore. By the way, that's very common for prostitutes. The vast majority of them end up, you know, contemplating suicide. They all have very bad backgrounds. Most of them are abused as children. Most of them are addicts. I've counseled them several times over the years. I know quite a bit about hookers and whores. Not from personal experience, fortunately. Well, this woman comes down to get healed and she puts on a display in Simon's house that blew, and I mean blue Everyone's mind. She humbles herself like nobody you've ever seen. She is the only person that day who got healed and made whole and born again. She was the only one who faced and found God. The whore from the neighborhood was the only person that made it that day. When she was done, with her pleading and her weeping. It says in Luke chapter 7, verse 39 Now, when the Pharisee, which asked Jesus to come for lunch, spoke within himself, he said it within himself, it says. He's thinking it. Quote, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman. That's touching him. She's a sinner. She wasn't just a sinner. That was an understatement. She was a bargain basis, broken down whore. She was a sinner on steroids. She was sinning to the max. Then it says, quote, Jesus answering Simon. What? Jesus was answering him out loud his thoughts. Listen to me carefully, friend. God can hear your thoughts right now. He can hear your thoughts today. Jesus answers Simon's thoughts and he says, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he said, Master, say on. The Greek word for master there is didaskalos, which means teacher. All Simon saw Jesus was, was as a teacher. And in our society today, that's kind of what they see him as just a teacher. Jesus said there was a creditor that had two debtors. One owed him 500 pence. The Greek word is denarian. It's kind of like a, very similar to a quarter in our society. The other owed him 50 denarian. But when they both had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them. Tell me, Simon, which of them will love the creditor more. Simon answered, I suppose to whom he forgave the most. Jesus said, Quote, You have rightly judged. Then it says Jesus turned to the woman. Now remember, Jesus wasn't sitting in a chair, he was lying down, which was customary in that lifestyle, in that culture. He was lying down, eating. The food was in the center of the room on small little tables and on the floor and the people would gather around the tables in kind of in a circle, so to speak, sitting there, lying there, and they would eat. So Jesus turns, it says, to the woman and he says, Simon, do you see this woman? Simon nods his head. Jesus says, I entered into your house. You didn't give me any water for my feet. This woman has washed my feet with her tears. You didn't give me any water for my feet and nothing to wipe my feet with, but this woman has wiped my feet with the hairs of her head. He says, Simon, you didn't give me a kiss. Now, as you know, in that culture, there was kissing was a form of greeting, very similar to a handshake. It wasn't a romantic kiss. It was a common cultural gift, kiss that people used, and, you know, in common decency to greet people. He said, you did not give me any kisses. This woman, since the time I came here, hasn't stopped kissing my feet. He said, Simon, listen, you didn't even anoint my head with oil. Well, that was another customary thing to do in that society. Their culture, wash your feet, give them something to dry their feet with, welcome them into your home, anoint their head with oil. He didn't even do that to Jesus because he was involved in politics. He didn't want to seem too too accepting of Christ because he he was just a teacher in his eyes. He said, you didn't anoint my head with oil. This woman has anointed my feet with ointment. Moron's a Greek word. It was a very expensive perfume imported from India. Still in Luke chapter seven, therefore I say to you, Jesus said, her sins, which are many, okay? The woman was a much more active sinner than Simon. Simon kept the law and went through all the religious stuff. She said, her sins, which are many. See, God doesn't excuse your sin. No sin can be excused. He doesn't just flop it aside and forget it. Oh, don't worry about it. That never happens. She acknowledged her sins. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You have to acknowledge your sins. You must confess your sins. And God will acknowledge them and see that they are many. He did it with her. He says, But they are forgiven. The Greek word, there for forgiven is aphiamy. It means to release. God released the woman from her many sins. Why? Why? This alabaster box whore has something you don't have anymore. She had her first love, she poured out her heart, she had her guts. You've been saved so long that you've become systematically desensitized to Christianity and you don't have any guts anymore. You're a spiritual loser. You lost your tears. Don't you see it? He said, Jesus said, this woman's sins which are many are released from her because she loved much. That's the Greek word, agapao, it's the verb for the Greek word agape. It means she got her love to him. Jesus said, quote, to whom little is forgiven, or a released, the same person they love little. You have gotten to the point now where you've been forgiven for so long, you can't remember what you used to be like anymore. You don't see what you used to be. You've gotten hard. And with that hardness have come more trials and tribulations. With that hardness, the anointing went down. Your joy and your peace in the Holy Ghost went down. What do you need to do? Repent and go back to your first love. Be like this busted down whore. Come in with a broken heart and an open heart. I'll show you how to do it personally, Friday night at 7 o'clock. I'll show you how to do it and the Holy Spirit will touch you. I've had thousands of people touched by the Holy Spirit. There's no reason you can't be. Remember, people who understand and know that they've been forgiven much They remember that they also love much people who don't remember it they love little I'll see you Friday
0: the views expressed on the preceding program are those of the host and not necessarily those of staff management or ownership